Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 John Deere Classic Picks, Scottish Open Picks, John Deere Classic DraftKings Ownership, and the weather in Silvis, Illinois for the week. I keep getting confused. I mean, it's the tri, I think it's the Quad Cities. It's across, It's on like the Illinois and Iowa border. I keep getting the states mixed up, but I did look it up. It did say it was Silvis, Illinois, not Iowa, so I've been getting that wrong all week. Always fun to know. Remember to smash the like button for the episode in the comment section for the John Deere Classic. Give me your favorite high-end play. Give me your favorite low-end play on the betting card this week. And remember to subscribe to Mayo Media Network. The newsletter is dropping on Wednesday evening, so there's going to be more information in there. Plus, I today is Wednesday, so which means if you get the weekly membership at FantasyNational.com right now, you will get to use all of Wednesday for the John Deere Classic. And you get till next Wednesday, which means... You can use FantasyNational.com for the British Open as well. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo for 20% off that right now. Ben Raza will be joining me, I believe, Saturday. The DraftKings picks are going to fall for the British Open. And then we're going to go Sunday for the research. Monday with Jeff. Rick on Tuesday, player by player. Then I will be back on Wednesday with a viewer chat. This type of show where I go over all of the losing picks that I have wagered on for the week. This week... I got etiquette. I'll get into it in a second. It's not great news for my betting card for the week. Maybe it'll turn out well. Whenever I have a bad feeling about the betting card, it actually wins. Whenever I have a good feeling, I lose all my money. So maybe this is one of these good weeks. I also want to let you know that the Listener's League link is not filled. So we need to fill that, A. B, the fact that we didn't get it filled quick enough means that we're not going to have a huge one for the British Open. I think we might only get like 4,000 spots. And I mean, unless we fill it like right away right now, then uh, that's going to be pretty problematic. So that's on you people out there about not filling it quick enough. I got my three entries in. It's the best tournament on DraftKings. If you're thinking about playing this week, I don't know why you wouldn't just sign up for that one right away, but here we are. Uh, Additionally, if you want to get into a draw for some cold, hard cash giveaways, uh, leave a rating and review after subscribing to the Pat Mayo Experience on Apple Podcasts. Five-star review, something you like about the show, Twitter handle or email so I can contact you if you are one of the winners. And then uh, probably on Twitter next week, I'll be giving away free Millionaire Maker tickets as well. And then you just have to be following me at the PME and you'll be good to go. I dropped my top 150 fantasy football rankings, did a full show with Jake Seeley, and unveiled a new product, RunTheSims.com. If you like Fantasy National for Golf, you're going to love RunTheSims.com for football. Uh, You can lock yourself into the founding price right now, which you will be charged that amount in perpetuity as long as... The, the site remains under current ownership, and even if so, when we did it at Fantasy National, you know, you got your founding membership discount. That carried over after the sale, so if you use code MAYO, it'll be 199 bucks for life, but you can use the site for free right now to go test it out. You just have to you know, make an account, but it's free, so you should go do that. And if you're season-long, daily fantasy, betting, whatever it might be, runthesims.com is where you want to be. Check out that show with Jake, too. It's a good one. Uh, really jumps into fantasy football for the year. Let's get to these picks. So here's the thing. Didn't have a really good lean on the John Deere Classic. Was far more interested in the Scottish Open this week, which I think that most people are interested in the Scottish Open. Obviously, for DraftKings purposes, uh, the better contests are for the John Deere Classic, although there's a 20 k to first Euro contest for $10, which is pretty nice to go with. And Ben and I did a show. Well, I cut up the podcast into two shows, one for the John Deere, one for the Scottish Open. Uh, I just have a lot more interest in that tournament this week. So that 
initially kept me off a lot of the John Deere stuff, but then I just started looking at the board. I was like, yeah, you know, I, I want to have some, it's me. I need to have some bets down. So it's like, I'll take one guy near the top of the board and just play a bunch of bombs. But then I ended up playing too many bombs. So this is where we're at. So for the John Deere classic, I got my guy, see, woo, Kim, 35 to one. Then I bet Kevin Na at 40 to one. Terrible form coming into play. We know this. But I just look at the top of this board and see guys who actually win. Like, I'm not looking for the guy who comes in fifth place. I'm looking for the guy who comes in first place. And Siwoo and Na, after Berger at the very top of the board, really strike me as the guys who can actually win this event. And it's perfect for their skill sets, too. I mean, with Na, it's wedges and putting. He does both pretty well, even despite his really poor play lately. And with Siwoo, like, the wedges are going to be amazing. Just don't drive it out of bounds and don't miss every putt. And all of a sudden, you can skyrocket to the very top of the leaderboard. So those are the two guys I'm going with. And then Shez Reavy, 75 to 1 with the top five each way. Then I played three bombs, Norlander at 100, Cabrera Bayo at 150, and Josh Teeter at 275. Pretty low investments, all with the top five along with them. I played Gim at 50 to 1 because, you know, FOMO for me, not a good price on Doug Gim, not going to lie to you. First round leaders, Danny Lee, Denny McCarthy, oh, hi, Denny. Rafa Cabrera Bayo and Josh Teeter, 100, 100, 100, 125 with the top five each way. Again, very small investment, something something to give me a bit of a sweat when I wake up on Thursday morning. Then over to the Scottish Open, I played Justin Thomas at 20 to 1. The last time I didn't play Justin Thomas at 20 to 1 was the players, and he won. And there's a much weaker field. Granted, it's on a Lynx course in Scotland, but when I went back and looked at the numbers at the Renaissance Club the past two years, like if you're good at scrambling and approach, this is the course for you. And that's what Justin Thomas does really well. So 20 to 1, I thought was a really fair number on him. So he's really my only play at the top of the board. I didn't actually invest as much as it seems this week because uh, I just played a lot of long shots outside of Thomas. Uh, Keimer at 66 with the top five each way and then it's Scrivener 110, Otagi 160, Crocker 160, Matthew Jordan 175 and Maverick Antcliffe at 250 to 1. Those are all with the top 5 too. I, I just enjoy myself a good long shot yeho on some of these link style courses. So that's the way that I went about it. First round leaders over there, I got Otagi, Crocker, Matthew Jordan, Antcliffe and Callum Shank went at 200 to 1. Those are all with the top 5s as well. So by the time you wake up, if you want to stay up till 4.30 in the morning, you can get a sweat going real early for the Scottish Open, your first round leader plays. I did play some each way 50 cent doubles, you know, just to, to get that rush going, just in case some of the big ones, in case Mav and Cliff wins, and then all of a sudden we're looking good. So I took all my John Deere Classic plays, all my Scottish Open plays, but I added Stanley and Berger from the John Deere Classic as a part of those doubles as well. I'm using Shez Reavy in the one and done. Jeff is using Alex Noren, and Cust is using Kevin and Streelman as his one and done. We're really getting down to the wire here. So basically, whoever has the best British Open and best WGC is going to win our one and done because we've all been horrible the entire year. So good luck to everyone out there. Um, it's a lot of names. It looks really convoluted, but it's not actually that much money when you really, like the only real big investment is Thomas. Then I guess Siwoo and Na just a little bit. Everything just kind of here or there uh, when it comes down to the rest of the card and the long shots down the board. Looking at the weather for the John Deere Classic, I used the Windfinder Tower for Iowa, Illinois Memorial Bridge. That seemed to be the closest one to TPC Deer Run. Really no wind on Thursday. 
Friday, it looks like it picks up a little bit later in the afternoon, but like up to 10 miles per hour. So, well, it's dead in the morning and it's like, it's like three in the morning and 10, like that's a substantial change from the morning to the afternoon, but not enough to really affect players. Saturday, it looks like there's rain and extreme wind. So watch out for Saturday. And then you might get some really high gusts on Sunday as well. Now this could always change. Uh, just check out the Windfinder tower. That link will be in the newsletter later on this evening. So I, I don't see any particular wave stacks that you should be going for. And frankly, this field sucks so much that it probably doesn't matter either way. What do you I mean? Oh, oh my God, I need to play. JJ Henry I don't even know if he's in the field Johnson Wagner because he's in the early wave now just like play the good guys and find like a pivot or two because when we talk about the DraftKings ownership you're going to find out that everyone is playing the same guys this week I am not I'm actually pivoting off of a lot of them I am using burger the way that I see it right now and you can find ownership projections at fantasynational.com slash mayo for that 20% off it does seem like it's Harmon and Berger above $10,000, then it's Henley and Streelman in the $9,000 range, and Seamus Power. A lot of people using Seamus Power. So those are probably going to be your big five. When you think about how people are constructing their cores, it's going to be Berger and one of these guys, or Streelman and Henley, or Harmon and Streelman, Harmon, Berger, Harmon, Henley. Like Those combinations of those four players are going to be wildly prevalent over most people's lineups. I'm only playing Berger of the three of those guys and just hoping it goes well. And I felt like a genius last week when I played 150 lineups. Uh, I'm still working out the strategy. Didn't go well last week. Um, but I blame Hideki for that, for withdrawing because of COVID. I hope he's doing okay, but you know, you're killing my lineups over here. I played 150 lineups and didn't have one with Bryson and I lost money. So you can show you how good I am at some of this stuff. Other guys that are kind of popping out in terms of ownership, Lebiota in the $8,000 range, along with Kyle Stanley, Patton Kazire, Scott Stallings, but not prohibited terms in, um, as it comes down to it, Merritt and Norin and seem like they're going to garner a bit of ownership. Well, if you're looking for pivots, uh, it's the same guys that I bet. Very few players are using Cam Davis. He's a nice pivot play. Kevin Na, no one really using him. Siwoo Kim is starting to get a little bit more, but I think people feel a lot more comfortable betting him than using him on DraftKings at this price. But if it's a week where you're really playing game theory and using pivots, just use Siwoo and be on your way. In the 8Ks, Ryan Moore and Munoz, uh, people are not touching with the 10 pool as it would appear right now uh the one that i'm going to add into my player pool and i have no real you know idea behind it I mean, although fratelli is going to be like two percent which i thought was kind of a kind of strange considering he's technically the well, he's not technically the defending champion he is the defending champion it just happened to be two years ago but cam davis at the top end is really interesting here uh but although he's missed two cuts in a row charles howell the third is just sitting there as a guy that, you know, has not gained on approach since the players when he came in ninth place. But if you look at his John Deere classic, he's made five consecutive cuts. He has top 20s in each of his past two starts. And, like, this is a shitty field. So just because someone wasn't playing well at Memorial doesn't mean they can't play well at the John Deere Classic. I mean, I don't have the highest hopes for Charles Howell, but at someone who might come in at like 3% owned, and it gets you away from, I mean, I'm playing Stanley, but it gets you away from Hostler, who's going to have like double digits. Stricker and Perez, who I like both of them, probably going to use them, but it gets you off of those guys a little bit. Warinsky carrying a bit of ownership. Uh, Tom Lewis is down. Uh, JT Poston's a really interesting one. I only say that because he's a really good wedge player and he can get scorching hot with the putter when we look into it. He's not on the greatest run right now, but I have him around like 1% ownership. He's going to end up making the player pool for me. Things have not been going well for him as of late, but every once in a while, he just pops with the irons. He's only gained in two of his past 
14 starts on approaches. But one was at Wells Fargo. He gained 4.3 against a really good field. And the other one was in Phoenix, and he gained 4.5. So at least when he has it going, and maybe he's more of a live bet or showdown play after round one. But if you can see that he's hitting his irons well, he tends to keep that going for four rounds. Uh, if he's got it going badly, he's going to miss the cut, uh, which is probably the more likelier outcome when it comes down to it. But I just found that really interesting with him, where he's sort of a... We talk about spike putting weeks from a lot of players uh, over the course of time. He's sort of a spike iron week, which is not something that you see very often uh, amongst players where he can just get it going that highly. Just trying to see if there's any more pivots that we can feasibly go to. Zach Johnson's going to lurk him and Glover right around 10%. I like Zach Johnson this week. I think he's a good play. Sue me. Don't sue me, please. For the love of God, don't sue me. Uh, yeah, Charles Howe, maybe he's going to be a bit too highly owned. It looks like, uh, now that I look into it, like 7 8%. That's not quite low enough for me. Mito Pereira is going to be like 2%. Bryce Garnett, 3%. Piercy is likely someone I will go back to. Him and Norlander, both below 5%, I think is a, a nice spot for them. A nice rebound spot for Piercy, who had a terrible Thursday at the Rocket Mortgage. Rebounded pretty nicely, but we know that he can kind of fill it up, make birdies and bunches. So that's a spot where I would go to looking down into the 6k I mean it's barren down there I don't really see one name Roger Sloan is really sticking out Kadira at $7,000 I don't think that in giant GPPs they'll get over 10% but people on Fantasy National sure seem to like them um, I, I get it they, they both when you run a statistical model both these guys are going to rate out pretty well so those are the only two garnering any form of ownership Kaplan 1% at the min, the stone min Tway, Seifert, and Teeter all at like 1.52% in the low sixes. But it just seems like a week where everyone's so terrified to go down into the sixes. That's why you see a lot of the same guys popping up, whether it be Stallings or uh, Shez doesn't seem to be jumping off the page too much like he had in previous weeks. But Kadira down at the bottom. Uh, Ryan Armour, I think, is going to have a bit more ownership than you think. And then pair him with those very top four guys. Basically, if you can get away from using the co- one of those combinations of Burger, Harmon, Henley, and Streelman, like two of those guys to start your team. Not to say that you can't do it. You most definitely can, especially if you use someone in the sixes because no one's using the sixes. But if you do want to have somewhat of a balanced build and stick to the low sevens with the rest of your lineup, just know that that's going... It's not that you're likely to be duplicated, but you're having the same path and you're trying to win like a 4v4 or a 3v3 with a lot of people. Uh, And those guys at the bottom of your lineup are probably going to be scrubs. So you're going to need to be right. And if one of these guys flames out, it is open season. Like if... Harmon and Streelman miss the cut, you're looking at like a 3% 6 of 6 this week. So where I have no specific lean on this tournament and feel good about it in any way, I'm just going to bet the don't pass line on craps and hope two of these guys crap out. And all of a sudden, granted, if my guys make the cut too, then I just have the other side of where the ownership rests. And maybe I can give myself an easier path to the top of the leaderboard. At least that's what I'm telling myself, okay? Hopefully, you guys all have a great week. Maybe someone can win one of these doubles or win a Scottish and John Deere Classic. There's Fantasy Golf Championship tickets up for grabs. There's, you know, gigantic millionaire maker tickets at every single level up for grabs for the British Open next week. Remember to fill that contest, the Pat Mayo Experience Open. So hopefully, I can convince DraftKings to give me one of the larger events because who wouldn't want... 75k of rake-free money. Apparently, people out there who are not joining the contest this week. Listen, I get it. No one cares about this tournament, but you know, we can pretend like we do, all right? Click on everything, smash the like to everything, and subscribe to the newsletter that is down in the description, and check out that football show that I told you about as well. I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you for watching. I'll see you next time.